Back again. It's been a little while, but there's good reason for that. You are tuned into Backdoor Cut. My name is Josh Dimiteo, here as always with the now Tasmania chained, bound, whatever you want to call it. That's where he resides. Jake Eisenberg. Just have to get as close to Antarctica as I possibly could. Yeah. How's it? Is it chilly? Mate, if I've learned anything so far, sun, no wind, you're burning to a crisp. Wind in the shade, hypothermia is coming soon. Yeah. It's, it's just, other than, other than the weather, it's it's beautiful. Fresh air, new beers, shambles. Life's good. I can't really describe it to the listeners right now, but the, Jake's got a pretty spectacular view coming outside mm. of his, uh, immediately opposite his office as well. So you enjoy, Mount. You enjoy. Mm. And with us, as always, is the still Sydney residing Matt Beatty. It's nice out here, though, Matt. We can't really complain. <laughs> I mean, yeah, people people complain a lot, but it's it's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. look, it's all right. On. I love, yeah. Come, cost of living, cost of living is getting a bit out of hand. But, <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey we well, we've got a good work. basketball team. They're playing in the NBL Finals Game Five this Wednesday. Game Five. The NBL Finals. I don't know when the last time that would have happened, but awesome. Um, sold out their last game at the Kingdom. 18,050 people or something around that coming down to see them win, only to then lose in New Zealand the next game, <laughs> Game 4. But here we are, Game 5. It's happening. And this is probably a phenomenal segue into our favorite and only segment here on Backdoor Cut, the rose gold moment of the week, where, of course, we celebrate anything rose gold hoops. Rose gold, obviously, a reference to Australia's rose gold win at the last Olympics, coming third in a very feel-good story at the end there. We take this opportunity to shout out the best Australian basketball stories from around the world every week. And it can be none other than the Sydney Kings captain, the Sydney Kings MVP, the best player in the league, Xavier Cooks, signed up to the Washington Wizards in the NBA, kicking off as soon as Game 5 ends. Fellas, we got another one. We got another Aussie Cookie. in the NBA. I feel like Beatty's got a better scouting report than I do. But he was supposed to be a Celtic. He could have ridden the coattails. Brad Brad Stevens whiffed on this one. You gotta get you gotta gotta lock that up. He would have been perfect. I I yeah, dude. He's I I'm super happy for him, of course. You know, I think he's 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 the perfect kind of mould for a, a, a role guy in the NBA these days. He's got the size and can play the defense and, and in typical kind of Aussie basketball style, it just seems unfortunately, but the, the one question mark is the shooting, <laughs> yeah. and and hopefully that can come along a little bit. But um, certainly, I, I think he's going to be able to get on the floor straight away. And, and obviously, going to a team like Washington, who aren't really great, and they're not really, we don't really expect them to be a playoff team or anything like that at this point. And he's got what a two year deal, so he's, he's at least got next year as well. Uh, but I do think that it's a nice little window and opportunity for him to, to show his stuff over there and, and hopefully he can carve out a bit more of a career. Yeah, man, it's, it's exciting. Like, look, this could be the boost the Wizards need. The play-in, that's what they need. That's what they want every year. That's what Bradley Beal 
was put on this earth to do was chase that play-in spot. <laughs> was to to play one play-in game on the road per year. It's going to be fine. Like obviously between Kuzma and Beal, there's going to be no shots left for anybody else anyway. Exactly. So he won't have to take any shots. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, Beatty, you just said it yourself. He will see the floor in the NBA based off his very, very strong defense. Defense gets you minutes in the NBA. He is more than capable as it is. I have no doubt they'll be chucking him immediately into some pretty spicy matchups. He can handle the ball. He can rebound. He can guard on the wing. He can guard in a pinch down low. I am just super, super, super keen to see what comes of it. I mean, like, just rattling off these characteristics of his play right now, it sounds quite Draymond-esque, but I guess early days. He hasn't played an NBA game yet. But the the role that he could fill is one quite similar to that. Dribbles with both hands, playmakes. Yeah, you can't tell me... Like, they've been playing with the corpse of Will Barton out there and, like, Corey Kispert. Man, <laughs> these, these wizards, man. It's... if Like, this may have been their smartest move in years. Potentially. Like, I this so. could be something legit. Like, Johnny Davis has been a disaster for the most part as a top 10 draft pick. Gisbert's been fine. But, like, you know, he could come in and actually provide some some energy, some vibes. Absolutely. You and know? he makes Porzingis' job under the rim a hell of a lot easier if he's, you know, stopping so much of what's going to mm. get there in the first place. Hopefully, he's just, all Porzingis then has to do is swat shots and clean up. And he can yep. do that. I, I, I think there's a good comp with a fellow former Sydney King, but uh, Jay Sean Tate is the other one. Yeah, true. I think that's true. probably a more realistic in terms of role and what to expect at least in this initial sort of period for him. But similar kind of thing where it can pretty much do just about everything. Obviously, there's a, a little limitation with the shooting, but energy everywhere else and can play make and can dribble and can we've touched on all that. Like he, he can do everything else basketball skill-wise. So... In that sense, you know, I, I think everyone's relatively optimistic that he's going to be able to stick over there, hopefully. Yeah, I guess Jay Sean's a great comparison, being a former Sydney King himself and someone who surprised a lot of the league when he got to a really terrible Rockets team. And Xavier Cooks even has a bit more size on him, like he's a bigger guy than Jay Sean is. So fingers crossed, fingers crossed. But we're all desperately keen and so much so we may even watch wizards games which oh, is it's gonna be tough man wild stuff wild they were near the very bottom of my league pass list up until a week ago they play the celtics before the end of the season so i'll definitely watch that game <laughs> i'll try and at least get a couple more under my belt before the yeah. end of the season but look i would yeah i think we all would have liked to see him on a contender but as far as sticking in the NBA, choosing a team that has minutes open for a guy that can play, you know, three, four, switch and do a bunch of stuff. The Wizards need anyone that's good. Kuzma could very easily leave in free agency this offseason. So obviously a very different player, but a guy that can come in there and be a be a big wing for them mm-hmm. next year and, and play a lot of minutes and showcase himself. And hopefully, but you know, because as much as it'll be cool to see him play this season, it's going to be more about, next season and showcasing himself for the 2024-25 for the season. And as far as actually getting minutes goes, the Wizards is probably a good choice because, again, classic Wizards 
um, fashion, they're not going to get a top pick because yeah. they're going to end up with another bloody 11th overall pick and roll the dice on some kid that's probably not ready to play. I think you're 100% right. And yeah, it's not too late. Like He can still find his way to a contender if he sticks around and gets his minutes and oh, looks yeah. good. Why not? Celtic's going to be contending for years, so plenty of time <laughs> to come on down. <laughs> there you go. So couldn't have said it better myself. Well, speaking of the Kings, hey, maybe that's where we should kick off in our journey to the NBA now with something I never thought I ever, ever would be talking about on this podcast, how good the Sacramento Kings are. Jake, I, I, tell me, what? what's going on out there? Look, we were worried. Our Kings, we took on the responsibility of managing the team and we were like, once this inevitably goes pear-shaped, we'll swoop in, we'll, we'll point him in the right direction. Yeah, um, save this franchise from themselves. It's crazy though. They traded away what looks like to be a perennial all-star, all-NBA f- fringe type guy for the like. Tyrese Halliburton is unbelievable. Yeah. Like, the fact that they traded that player away and it, ha- it looks like it's going to be a win-win. Like this could not have worked out better. They are electric. I don't know if mm. you if you both watched the the Kings-Clippers game where it was 170. Like what a game. And this is what these guys do every night. It's we're going to just blitz you. We're going to rain fire every single night. Come down your throat. Malik Monk is convinced that he is going to the Hall of Fame. He, if the season, if the if the NBA ended today, he'd be like, "Well, clearly, I've done enough. I've done enough. Yeah, I'm the two seed on the Western Conference. I'm I'm ready for any accolade and any accolade. Um, they're awesome. They are not. They're not getting any stops. But I think the question I wanted to ask you, Beatty, is like, can they get out of round one? And we'll, we'll ask this question for an Eastern Conference team as well. But like, who can they beat? Because the, the, it's kind of tricky to figure out who they'll match up with right now because it's, it's so tight from like five all the way down to 13. But who can they beat? I, and again, I, I think I'm, I'm probably more on the Kool-Aid than, than maybe some. I, oh, I'm, yeah. op- I'm optimistic that they can, yeah. Again, I, I agree. I think matchups are going to be the, the, the biggest factor here and, and what version of what team, like are we getting a fully loaded Golden State with Steph now back on deck and everyone's fit? Are we, you know, Minnesota's kind of in that frame. I like, I, I think that they can, they can get out. Yeah. But I, at the same time, like it's, it's, I, I don't feel super confident either. It's, it's just one of these ones where you just have to let it play out and, and, and hope. I, I think you touched on it just then their, their defense is, is probably the concern. Right. And, I think there's the style of basketball they play that they really do like to get up and down and, and that's going to slow down a bit. And I, I, I still think that they've got the talent to sort of overcome that, but it's just whether or not that's an adjustment on the fly or, or what that looks like in a, in a pressure playoff scenario. This is an organization that hasn't been in the playoffs in 20 what years now, something like that. I think it might yeah, be. Man. Just, yeah. So like crazy, the longest drought is about to be broken. I think that building will be one of the toughest sort of playoff, road atmospheres you know in the league and we just have in our lifetimes basically following the sport we haven't seen it we at least live in person so i i i think they can i i think to answer your question yeah i think they can but who who 
Who's who are the teams? Like Golden State's a nightmare. You don't no one wants to see them, right? But like yeah. if it's if it's Clippers, T Wolves, Mavs, anyone or Any anyone those, below that. Yeah. I, I would that. give me the Kings, right? Yeah. Like like the Mavs are like the shitty version. Like they're all offense, no defense, but yep. as good as Kyrie and Luca are, the Kings are a whole offensive ecosystem. Like yep. they've been the best offense in the NBA all year. And like the gap's widening. They're getting better. Like I love your point about the the home crowd. Like the beam team is is no fucking joke, dude. Like when it gets fourth quarter and like it's tight, these guys are fearless. Kevin Herter's dropping thirty two footers, like Malik Monk, as I said, Fox is just I can't remember what down the stretch. I can't remember who they were playing um, on the weekend or just before the weekend, but the fourth quarter, fourth quarter, light the beam chant yeah, man. when it when it's like getting close towards the end of the game, it's unreal. Like, huh. who else has that in there? Unless unless you're like a a Knicks or a Celtics or something that has like a long standing atmosphere. Like, it's crazy. For a team that hasn't made the playoffs in 20 years, you don't yeah. expect this I kind think of thing. To, to me, it's kind of like that that perfect storm of all of those factors. I think the fact as well, it's Sacramento. It's a small market. It's They don't have any other pro sports. Like it's it's And their team has sucked for two decades. So, like, obviously, to, to capture that lightning in a bottle this year and be actually be good, like, I can totally understand, like, everyone getting around it. I, I the the Aaron Fox thing is just crazy to me because that's that's a guy who I feel like it wasn't too long ago we were talking about is is this guy even good and and is he a, is he someone that they should potentially trade and like they, they signed into the extension and then it didn't really look like it was the right decision in the sort of first season afterwards but yeah he's managed to really turn it around I don't, I don't know if it's Mike Brown I don't know if it's just a fit now with Sabonis and they've got a, a more balanced team but he's 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 just really come back into this superstar in the league which is it's crazy it's it's wild because if they could have they probably would have tried to trade Fox for Sabonis mm. not Halliburton but yeah. because of where Fox's value was at the time yeah they had to trade Halley and it's worked out but I mean, we—it was always confounding to me because he was awesome when he came in, and just the Kings being shit felt like it really impacted him. And the and that sometimes it's like fuck defense, bring in Sabonis and trade for Kevin Herter, and let's just tear people apart and put points on the board, and. It's it's really it's good you know, like as far as you know fixing someone's value and standing in the league, like he won't win you know most improved player because you know there's other guys and I don't feel like that's kind of where he fits into you know like his arc but like he's one of the best point guards in the league this year like yeah it's, and that position's deep as as hell is he like but he's inside out he's still not like nails from the three-point line but you cannot stop him from getting to the rim he's got the, the euro step the float up the, the little mid-range step back he's just so athletic and get all of his shots off when he needs to especially in the clutch like he's really hard to deal with but what about sabonis as well like yeah. sabonis just a year ago or maybe a touch more we were discussing like oh should the paces hang on to sabonis should they hang on to turner like What's the way to go here? Like we, it was such a nothing discussion. We always could see 
that he was a quality player, but like his standing had fallen so much because of how the paces were operating that it was just like, well, yeah, he's okay, I guess. And then traded to the Kings and you couldn't speak highly enough of him. I feel like people still don't really know how to speak of him. He's gone so under the radar for the best offensive team in the NBA all season. Has he gone under the radar? I don't know. What are you, like 19, 12, and 7? I like, feel like he has. Like Most of the, yeah. the main media narratives, they got nothing to do with Sabonis. They're all... I've heard more stories about Westbrook this season than I oh have. Oh my Sabonis. god! Yeah, they, they do not stop, man. That's no. how, that's why you beat the Clippers. Like, yeah. I mean, I I think, and I, I'm always the guy that says this, but this I think that's just the market size kind of thing more yeah. than anything else. And and obviously, Sacramento is not going to sort of command that kind of mainstream media coverage. At the same time, though, to your point, like he's he's one of the best centers in the league now. I, I yeah, think that, like, that is easily that is clear fact. Obviously, All Star this year. To me, it's crazy. I think he's 26. It feels Not like even. I feel Not like he's even. been in no, the he's, league. Yeah, he's crazy, man. I feel like he's been in the league forever, and yet he's only 26. Like this is like, or if he's if he's not 26, he's 27. Like he's 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 right. He's 26. There. You're right. That's like, wild. Like he must have got drafted. I remember when he's OKC. I think the drafted him. He, he must yeah. have been 18 or 19. Because he yeah. was. Yeah, he was really young. Which complete side note, but that's just encouraging me for Josh Giddy in six years. <laughs> oh, dude, it's crazy. These guys that are yeah, really good out, at, that young. at yeah. 20 is just, well, it was the, the Jason Tatum thing. He's only 19. Yeah. Yeah. Look yeah. at what he's like in Luca. Yeah. Like, yeah, look how good they are at 20. Imagine how good they're going to be at 24, 25, 26. And they're really, really fucking good. Okay, slight technical difficulty. We had been kicked off the call, some internet issues, Tasmania, you know how it yeah, is. Big sorry, thing. sorry, anyway, everyone. We were talking Sabonis, we were talking the Kings. We'll wrap that point up because that was long gone in the real world. But <laughs> to, to close said point, let's say Kings, they've made the play, playoffs tomorrow. They've got, you know, a Mavs. Something like that. Jake, you were alluding to this question earlier in the first round of the playoffs. Mavs or a, who else is there? A Warriors potentially? Give me, give me anyone. Give me the Kings over anyone in that tier that's not the Warriors. Like, give me them over that whole... I personally placed an investment to, <laughs> on the Sacramento Kings to win the West at 34 to 1. Oh wow! I that love is it. quite an investment. Thirty-four to one. Thirty-four That's to good. one. Come on, tell I'm me. I'm lighting that. the beam, baby. Light the <laughs> light the beam. Let's go. All right. Okay, so barring Steph Curry, we think the Kings could make it through a first round matchup. Yeah, for sure. Maybe even I a second think, round. I think the other one, and we kind of touched on it while we were trying to diagnose the technical difficulties, but I, I think not really. The, the West is wide yeah. open in the sense that there's no proven team obviously warriors again aside but like i think everyone else has kind of got that knock of well they've not really done it in the playoffs before basically so, so why not where are you on the nuggets let's do the nuggets and then a yeah, bit of a suns mavs vibe check so like sun like my nuggets like how like they're five games up on the two seed like they're clearing clearing away the best team in the west by record by all kinds of numbers but like 
do they feel like a, like a clear-cut one seed that's a guaranteed to make the finals to you or no? Put my hand up. Go on, Josh. Yes, I think okay. they do. I think for the first time, I don't have a knock on these Nuggets. Like, And having watched them every playoffs for the past few years now and seeing how far Jokic tries to drag them on his lonesome with, you know, last year he had nothing. He was just literally going it alone and still did crazy performances to take it longer than it should have been. But now that he's got, you know, the most informed Aaron Gordon's ever been in his life and a really good player, mind you, you've got Jamal Murray back who's not afraid of the shot, he's not afraid of the moment, all that kind of thing, can take pressure off from a guard perspective. I just feel it's Cantavius Caldwell-Pope has won a title with LeBron. He knows how to do it. It's different this time. I do think they're going to push right to the end. Whether someone beats them out of pure talent, I can't rule out. But preparedness, I think they're prepared. I think this is going to be their, you know, magnum opus. Brady? I... I'm not, I don't, I don't feel that way. And it's, it's, I feel like I'm probably being a bit lazy and taking the, the easy sort of a hater way out with this because obviously they've, they've been tremendous this season. But I, I, I just, I, I want to see it in the playoffs. And, and again, they had that bubble year where they got to the conference finals. But outside of that, they really haven't, haven't had that, that sort of rep in, in the playoffs, it's just been first round exits basically, and so obviously you do trust that Jokic is going to turn up, and yes, the the role players, the rest of the squad, they've been good this year, but I I I just I don't know in the playoffs, man. In a, in a in a series sort of format against the same team where they can scheme against you, whether or not they're going to be able to, to to keep that up for four rounds, and and like I. Whether it's a criticism of Mike Malone, who I've, I've never been super high on as a coach, I, one thing that I, I do get frustrated a bit with Jokic sometimes, I just I, I feel like he's so he he kind of like I feel like he could take over games a lot more, and he doesn't. And a part of me is like, well, it's the regular season, and they're cruising, and they're the one seed, and he doesn't really have to. But at the same time, it very well may be the case in the playoffs where he does have to. And it's just like, is it as easy for him to just flick that on all of a sudden? Or is it something where maybe you, you needed to get a few more reps up in the regular season for that? Like, obviously, we, we knock some other teams for, for running their guys into the ground in the regular season. But at the same time, it's like if you're not getting enough reps in the regular season, then it's where's that middle ground of, of what's actually real and, and how that translates to the playoffs? hard to argue like we haven't seen it we we only know really what we know of this team and obviously they've been fantastic all regular season and we've seen them in previous playoffs try their darndest but we haven't see it seen it culminate in the way i'm describing that i hope it will culminate and i guess a lot of what i'm saying is very much based off a similar feeling to what we had for the bucks before they won their title a couple of years ago. We hadn't seen it. We'd seen them get close. We've seen them push it as far as they could do, but never quite culminate all the way there. And this could be that time. 
Yeah, I, I think it's a great analogy, actually, because, uh, yeah, you're totally right. I, I actually recall feeling the same way about them before they got that championship, even down to criticism with Bard and, and you know, is this the guy for, for them? And, and obviously they managed to win. And similar kind of thing where it's, it's two teams that are, like, they've got a superstar, clear MVP talent, and then it's just getting the right team around them in the last few seasons they haven't been able to do that in Denver and obviously they've had bad luck with injuries to an extent as well and and I think the West has just been a pretty tough conference for the last few years and if anything this is the year where it's, it's really opened up a little bit more and you know I, as we sort of just touched on earlier I, I think that you know there's there's no clear number one team that they are the, the closest thing to that and even then like with I'm going on about how I still have my doubts so I I just I don't know. I, 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 I think they can. And like you said, you know, it's, it's just a matter of going out there and, and doing it. And, and Jokic is like, he's, he's so good. And it's, to me, it's pretty incredible that if he's going to be uh, a three, three times MVP, consecutive MVP, like surely that, that that's, that's got to translate to an extent in the playoffs. It has to. It has to. And like I, you made the point earlier, like, it's easier to scheme against teams in the playoffs and like this team tries to be so ego egalitarian the way you share it yeah. around all the time yeah. and like can Jokic just turn it on and can he just be that guy and like if he does have that switch to turn it on there is no plan for Jokic you know like that's his as unpredictable and unguardable and unplanned forable as it possibly gets yeah, but the, the shooting man, like that, you just know that he's a bucket. I know he's not the conventional sort of like it's not a Kevin Durant kind of situation. Yeah. But like the the, the shooting numbers this year are insane. And it, it's from all three levels. Like he's, he's doing it from three point. He's doing it from the free throw line. Like none of that is in question. It's just whether or not, you know, like, and again, we'll go back to that, that comparison with the Bucks a couple of years ago. But like Giannis in a game six goes for 50. Like, yeah. I, do you think that Jokic can do that? Like, I, like, yeah, obviously in in theory, but like, I just we never see it from him. It's true, and I I think this is really where Jamal Murray comes in because prior to his injury, they did have and were building this idea of like you know Shaq and Kobe almost like you're the one who if I need a bucket, I'm going to give you the ball and you go get me a bucket. Yeah, and it was working until that injury. So. It's really going to be interesting to me if they immediately pivot back to that or if Jamal kind of fits into the, the new ecosystem that is occurring constantly around Jokic. The other, the other real question mark for, for me with them, and we touched on it with Sacramento as well, they're not a good defensive team. And yeah. usually that is like a hallmark of a, of a championship team. And that's where it's, it's a, a genuine concern in the playoffs. Like, what is that? What does that look like? Because I, I just don't know if you can win a championship as a you know twenty out of thirty defensive team in, in the league. Yeah. Although what I would say to that, as much as they're not, they do have good individual defensive players on this team. And when the rotation tightens right up, come playoff time, and those guys are seeing the floor most of the time. Yeah. I can see that improving. But and then even then though, right? And another counterpoint to that and it's 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 Jokic related but I, I still like 
and could and they, he be played off the floor? Oh well, you're yeah. not going to play him off the floor, but you're targeting him, right? Yeah, you're, yeah, you're sending yeah. your, your your craftiest, quickest guard, most athletic guard at him. You, you're throwing pick and rolls at him all day, and and hoping that that's just going to wear him down. This is where Aaron Gordon comes in. Like in theory, they've built the team picture perfect for what they want to achieve, but again. We have to see it all culminate. We have to see it come together. They are like um, Super Saiyan kings in a way with the yeah, with yeah. the offense and then the defense. But I don't know, Josh. Like, yes, I love KCP and Aaron Gordon and Jamal Murray's been great. But then after that, that's, you know, Bruce Brown, he's been solid. I think he's a legit playoff guy. But then Michael Porter Jr., Jr. I mean, sniper, no question. How much you trust in MPJ? He's never done it in the playoffs before. I know he's not scared, but that could be a bad thing. So, uh, well, and then while what, Reggie were, Jackson? Yeah. Je- Look, I love Jeff Green. He's kicked my butt in a game seven before. Christian Brown, rookie, come on. Like I think you've got four yeah. and a half guys. You need I seven. Just, I, I hope. I hope. That those four and a half are good enough. No, and see, that's the other thing, right? Because there's another team in the West that have got four guys now, and I'd probably take their four guys over these four guys. Here we go. In totality. Yeah, say, it. Like, say it. It's it's my it's my Phoenix Suns, baby. I'm, I'm on board. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say something else. Oh, Phoenix really? Suns makes sense. Yeah. Mate, well, this who is, are this you guys is, talking about? This is perfect. This is yeah, perfect team. I mean, like, what could, could are they in a different position? Like... Do Phoenix Suns need to prove it the same way that the Nuggets need to prove it? I mean, I don't even know prove anything with the Suns. Like, or like, do, do we need to see it? Or do we just trust in the Suns inherently more so because they have Kevin Durant and Chris Paul and Devin Booker and Aiton got to the finals on their own without Kevin Durant? I think the West is kind of light, man. For the first time in a long time. I don't think there's a lot of bad teams, but there are no, there's no... Like Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, Cleveland, even the Knicks now. Like you pick a lot of those teams over, like you picking Cleveland over a lot of these teams. Way more balanced. Kings, Nuggets, all offense, no defense. Grizzlies, a lot of defense. You worry about their half court offense in the playoffs. And then after that, it's like Clippers. Cool. Do they are they a real team? Like I thought they were. I thought I was really really drinking the Clippers. Cool. There was, there then, was a moment. Um, they no. they just went on this downward slide, and I'm not going to point fingers at anyone for why they're sliding. I'm not even going to say it. But Paul George up until up yeah, up until this slide. Well, it's his fault. It's Paul George's fault. It's not him causing the issues, <laughs> but it's his fault that this issue now exists. Look, I don't want to point any fingers, but All right. I will say before there was a team shakeup, Kawhi was looking like Kawhi. I said it a few months ago. I said the guy's completely fine. He's been playing us all for a full. He looks good. I think he has. He He's looks been good. playing 37 minutes a game for the past month. I don't know if people realize. That can't be right. Um, no, it's absolutely right. How, how many games he played? Yeah, that's what I want to know. No, I don't think he's <laughs> nah. missed any. Actually, I did have a look at this the other day. He's been surprisingly like He's fine. durable and like non-load managey. I, I, I think because they've had they, to at this yeah. point, right? Like, yeah. So... Yeah, in the past, yeah, like one, he, he missed a game four games ago, but then he played like six in a row, five in a row, five he in a row. He has been 
look, okay. you guys are you guys are going to shoot me, shoot at me, but like this is Spurs Kawhi that I'm watching right now. Spurs? No, 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 no. The defense isn't the same. Come on. Not yet, but like. Well, like, Kawhi's not the same. It's not the no. playoffs yet. Yeah. I, th- I I truly think he can clamp down anyone anytime. Spurs Kawhi was depoy level. You think he's saving it? He's put, he's on the Al Horford program on I, defense. I think I think it's that's very possible. I think it is. Well, Just what, a couple yeah. of play games I've watched, seeing him defend, seeing him move, like the way his his timing isn't quite there yet, but like the way he just like moves one foot and he's cut off a whole lane that he could have dribbled through, like his hands, the way he swarms people. I really hope it's there. I really hope it's there. Now, they... yeah, I, I I was frightened about the Clippers. Yeah. I'll I'll right. summarize with that. Well, the the Nugget. I think Beatty's right though. The Nuggets nightmare matchup, and like if things were to hold today, it's Phoenix and Clippers in round one. And if Phoenix gets through that, Clippers not so much the way that they play, but the way that the Suns are just pick and roll Booker, Decady, and CP all just like torturing Jokic in the pick and roll. And Aiton. And yeah, of course. I mean, he's part of the pick and roll, but like just like the mid-range, just running, like drawing Jokic out, going at him at the rim, just like running him in circles. That's the that's a bad, that's a bad matchup. Yeah, that is. On that end, I like, as good as Aiden was against Jokic a couple of years ago, I think Jokic is definitely is, is both better and the team around Jokic was so bad that it was like, Hard to for it was so hard for Jokic to really take advantage because he didn't have like what you know why he's been so dominant this year and why they have the second best offense in the league is he gets everybody such easy shots and now the players that he's actually getting these easy shots are real players like KCP Jamal Murray back and Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter being back like these guys are are legit offensive weapons which mm. he didn't have in that Sun series it'll be a great series but I think. When you think about the Nuggets defensively, I don't know how they get a stop. Like, good luck, man. Like, trying to stop Booker and, and KD. Like, and what the hell, man? We're talking about the Suns, but, like, we're not even going to see them until the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell? You saw the video, right? Well, what, what's the, what, KD. how, what's, when's he out? He's out I, I three saw weeks. Three more weeks. Yeah. Two to three. That that is literally the the one asterisk with this team, and I, I think you could have said that from the moment they, they made the trade because obviously one he was still out from the old injury, but it, it is the durability of, of Kevin Durant and and CP see, and Chris yeah. Paul. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think and the thing with Durant, right, the last couple of seasons now he's missed time, and it's it's just whether or not they can get him fit for that period of the year in April, May, June. And I mean, like, KD knows his body. It's entirely possible that he's hoping to keep himself free for that time and has given a wider timeline than he actually needs. But until we see it, until we see a healthy and, Suns team out there. And, like, you know, I I think that their talent is just so good that it doesn't, to me, seeding probably doesn't matter too much with, with Phoenix. Like, I think it's just you need Durant fit and you need yeah. Booker fit. And Booker's been good lately. He's so like, good. I, I've, so good. Come like on. I, I, I think that if they can get that that core four guys fit and firing, that to me they're the best team in the in the West. It's just whether or not they can last again, whether they can get through three rounds, four rounds. 
Yeah. I cannot believe, I cannot believe, okay, like, the injuries are not hamstrings and calves, yeah. stuff you would think that it would be coming off the Achilles, but, you know, it's the, the the MCL sprain two times in a row, or three times in a row, I think, it's just someone just falling into his knee, which is not, you know, maybe That's, maybe yeah. someone else isn't getting injured that as for as long, but the one, the wet spot on the ground, when he's going oh out for a God. layup in a layup line, like, it's it's like Casper the friendly ghost in the building. Like, what are we doing? That that towel boy is getting a, oh, a dressing down. He's lost his job, hasn't yeah. he? I mean, he's all those towel boys make good money too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's in America, that minimum wage really taking care of the towel boys, <laughs> um, especially in in, the, in Phoenix. You know, Sava probably still has the payroll. You know, he's, probably, <laughs> he's probably on an unpaid internship. That poor towel boy. But yeah, that's like the fact that we got three games. Yeah. But what we know now, because he has been injured so much, is that I've never seen any any, any other player, maybe LeBron. Well, he doesn't. He, he never got injured, so he didn't get to see it. But like KD comes back, whether it's two years from the Achilles or three months from the knee or whatever it is, he just comes back. Like that, the the game against Dallas, um, where Booker and KD were going at it with Kyrie and Luca, he didn't miss a shot for like three quarters. Yeah. It's like, dude, you, you do, you barely, you haven't played basketball in three months. Like, easy money sniper. Like, there's yeah. best name of all time. Like, it is so easy for him. It's unreal. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't think we like. Well, like, obviously, they were going to get better chemistry with 15 games left. But what are they going to do? It's going to, we're going to switch. We're going to, we're going to just run, pick, and roll, and just, and Katie's going to shoot over the top of everyone. Yeah. Now their depth, I don't love as like as either. Like obviously oh, they have a bunch, but like yeah, they've got no depth. Yeah, but no it, depth. it is you just you're really just banking on the top end of town getting yeah. a job done for you. But yeah. as good as and and then like you know I feel, I feel like we we roasted the Nuggets a little bit, or you and me did, Petty, for not having that depth. So we should probably yeah. you know, have the same concerns for Phoenix. But I love the top two of Booker and Durant a lot more than. Yeah. Jamal, I'm sorry, yeah. it's not close at all. No, I totally agree. Totally agree. I, I, even to the point where I, I feel a bit, I, I feel wrong to even include Jamal Murray in that. Oh, this Come is on. this is our top two. Like compared to the other two guys, like it's yeah, it's it's tough. Booker's first team All NBA. Like what was that game the other day? At 30 in the first half. Oh, it, it was the KD, the game that KD got injured. He was like, yeah. Hey, I got to give the fans a show. Still dropped 44. And you touched on it as well, Josh, where, you know, two years ago they were in a finals and that, that was, it was, you know, this is pre-KD. So, like, they were right there. So, I, yeah, I, I, I think if KD's not there for any stretch in the playoffs, I don't like it. And that's obvious. Like, that's <laughs> not, I'm not making any hot take there. But, like, I, I obviously can see that the upside if everyone's fit and, and I think that they're, they're going to scorch everybody if that's the case. And I love Aiden, man. He's kind of just perfect. Like, he's really good. Just yeah. get in there and... Aiden is really hands. good. A- Aiden's really underrated, I feel. He is. Because you, you, yeah. you always want more still. Like, he should... I want him to be better than he actually is. But he's still solid He's as hell. still rock solid yeah. at everything. Like, any team he joins, he would make that team better. And, and just to, to have a body on Jokic, if that's a matchup yeah, that we end up seeing, size. like that you probably can't pick a better guy than, than yeah. him. Yeah. And then can 
in a pinch switch out onto a smaller guy. Like, yeah, yeah. very, very strong. Um, okay. Just before we call it quits here, we've been focusing a lot on the West. Perhaps we just pivot ever so quickly to the East to another team that has just been ramming the door down of everything in their way at the moment. Jake, I, I think you, you might have seen them play a couple of times. The New York Knicks. Fucking Beatty, dude. Fucking Beatty. <laughs> I've been on yeah, the bandwagon early. I got on early. <laughs> I, I've, I watched them unpro- a disproportionate amount. I feel like I watched them more than I ought to just because my housemate is a Knicks fan. So if we're both down there. Oh, he must be just guzzling Kool-Aid. I, the amount of times I've heard Himothy Brunson or, <laughs> or he, like, it's, it's, it's just, it, it's, it's the only word I know at this point. But, but like, yeah, I mean, they've, I, they've been really good this season. I, I don't know what else to say. I don't hear for Beatty for like three weeks and then, and then I get, how about them Knicks, baby? <laughs> like, and then, and then a week later, I'm like, nah, this is the game. And they got this, they got this, this fucking guy at work as well. Like he's a Knicks fan, and like we we've been talking a little bit. But then I moved down to moved down to Tassie, and I get this little chirp Tuesday morning. How about them Knicks? And I'm like, oh, fuck out about you. <laughs> yeah, you bloody, bloody casual. Hey, real talk though. This is a team that has far exceeded, I think, even the most generous expectations for them this season. Like, oh yeah. High, signing Brunson was meant to be a nice move, but it wasn't meant to like transform the entire New York Knicks organization. Now they got Josh Hart, and everyone's calling him John Starks. It's <laughs> it's like huge vibes in New York right now, and they know how to ride those vibes. They'll take those vibes into the playoffs. They're they're really good, man. Like they're no frills five seed that are gonna like yeah. give someone a. More than a scare, potentially. Like, do, uh, the Cleveland Nick matchup that's coming is awesome. Mm. Like, p- probably going to be the best matchup of the first round. Um, Emmanuel Quickly is now the favorite to win Sixth Man of the Year, and he just oh wow torched torched the Celtics in a double OT, fifty five minutes skipping around. I was like, I cannot believe you guys are letting. Emmanuel quickly skip around the TD garden like this as he plunges daggers into our hearts. It's just disrespectful. And it's also, it was Joe Mazzola's fault. He had Grant Williams out there. Grant, Grant Williams, Stalin and Chinese, buddy. Like, Mate, that was yeah. the, after that game. Submit your application <laughs> to the Beijing Ducks like ASAP Rocky. Like, <laughs> like Derek White, get him out there more. Anyway, uh, but like the Knicks, the, Knicks, <laughs> the, 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 the Knicks go deep though. Like, you know, one, two, Brandle, Randall, Barrett, Hart, Grimes. I love Grimes. I love Grimes. Yeah, Grimes I love what he brings. The way that he, yeah. he's, an, he's, a, he's a sniper, right? But he, the way that he attacks closeouts, he has this jab step that's just such a violent move. He always gets space attacking closeouts. I love what he brings. Mitchell Robinson's finally found it. And I feel like when you match yeah, up... Yeah, yeah, he's looking like yeah, himself again. When you match up against Cleveland, you need big bodies. You got... Yeah. You got Hartenstein coming off the bench and some and on closing, Randall's a big boy. Like they have the size and then, you know, they have the guards that can really take advantage of of Garland and and Mitchell. Cause a good way to attack the the Cavs is you, you crack those guys off the dribble and instead of getting deep into the paint, 
you know, Brunson, great in the mid-range, quickly, beautiful floater. You know, really, really good ways to, to attack the, the Cavs' defense. And then flip side, you know, Tibbs is going to have them ready, you know, when it comes playoff I, time. I feel personally quite um, vindicated, if that's the word. I remember we were talking about the Knicks. It might have been in our over-under special before the season. And I was saying how the Knicks that like wildly overperformed a couple of years ago, that was probably an aberration. It was probably too good. And then the year after, they sucked. And I was like, that was probably an aberration. They were probably not quite that bad. They just really dropped off. So this feels like the happy medium. This feels like the true Knicks, if you will. Um, And I'm just so glad that Tibbs was able to, over a couple of years, be given enough time to rid them of this like constant churning chaos and just become a reasonable basketball team. So the over-under before the season. Yeah, I, I looked it up as well. 38 and a half. What did I say? All right, yeah. well, Josh, do you want to guess what you said? Did I go under? No, we all went over. Oh, yes. <laughs> we all went over. Knew it. Knew it. Now, I will say we right above them is the Bulls at 41.5, and we all oh. went over there as well. I got talked into that. I wanted to go on. It's there. true. We, that's right. We were like, what do you want to Yeah. What do you want to Why not? Um, but, man, I, I really like this Knicks team um, besides when they play the Celtics because they literally beat us every single time going yeah. back to last season. And, like, that's really impressive. Celtics are a good defensive team. Like, if Knicks are just able to do that. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Who knows who else they'll maybe sometimes be able to do that too. They they can compromise that Cavs defense, like oh yeah, for sure. Absolutely. But they are the standings are they're like tight with the Nets who have kind of oh the Nets overtook them today. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Nets had a win today. See, the Nets are low key. Oh, the the Sixers don't want that. Like the Knicks probably lose to the to the Sixers in round one. I like, would. Love Sixers Knicks. That's a sick matchup. I would matchup. love it. That's a sick matchup. That is that is a trap series for the Sixers if I've ever seen one. Oh, well, every series is a trap series for them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, that's I think in the, our group chat a few weeks ago. Now I, I kind of jokingly said the Knicks are the best team in the East that aren't the Bucks or the Celtics, and like obviously part of that is a little shade of the Sixers because I think we're all at varying levels of of doubt with them and how seriously do we take them? But I I. I mean, yeah, it's it's one of these things where you can see that going six or seven games if that was a matchup and just it would be a physical just slugfest and whoever comes out of that alive is just, you know, your you raw meat for the second round. Like, it's, Yeah, yeah, it's tough. 100%. Like I'm not the biggest Julius Randle fan in the world, but over a seven-game series, that man is going to bruise you black and blue. Like he's just going to bash down his post defender for seven games straight. Whoever's got that job, I do not envy them. Well, that, and I mean, that's where I think, yeah, you, uh, Philly is a tough one. I'd like, yeah, I, we talked about Cleveland. Like, Cleveland would be a fun series. Even Brooklyn, if, if it kind of worked out that way, that would be fun. Like, it's, but uh, yeah, you probably do want to avoid Philly if possible. Brunson will cook the Sixers. Like, Embiid will cook them as well. But, like, Brunson will cook them. Okay, we unfortunately have had more technical difficulties. It turns out living in Hobart is quite isolating <laughs> in terms of internet. Uh, but we'll salvage something together here. We'll probably wrap up on that point on the Knicks. Tough matchup. 
No one wants to play them. And we will catch you again next week. Beatty, any closing thoughts before we go? You're still here. King, Kings in five in the NBL on Wednesday yes. night. Yes, go Kings um, Wednesday night. Get your, get your cheap Celtics takes in now. I, I think that they're, they're, they're <laughs> a meme. They're, no, they're, they're November champions. When it comes to the push and the shove, they, they don't have what it takes. Tatum's running to the ground. He's got nothing left. They need Rob Williams. They, 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 can't, they can't do anything without him. The final piece to the dynasty, famously. Mate, Mitchell Robinson was eating on the boards against. They need they need Rob Williams. I actually yeah. really need him. They do. But, uh, no, yeah. Thoughts and prayers for for Jake's in and out. Hopefully, we can get it sorted. Yep. And until then, you've been tuning to Backdoor Cut with me, Josh DiMatteo, Matt Beatty, and of course Jake Eisenberg. Until next week. Peace.